welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Welcome back, everyone, as we rapidly approach the first month milestone of marriage here. And what a roller coaster it's been. Christy, where where would you like to start? We only have four couples now, and I, finally, Shaq and Kirsten should be getting some screen time. So, yeah, we can start with Clint and Gina. Oh, okay. Let's let's do it. I mean, we kind of had a, a little bit of a fun start to the episode in general. I thought with the just little glimpses of married life, everyone enjoying themselves, just living so i thought that was pretty yeah just so cool so yeah we can talk about clint and gina the first thing we see is clint chatting with his mom who i guess has a business right yeah she's uh she's a business owner i'm i'm not sure what that is or what that looks like but mm -hmm. she's she's uh a professional i think clint was looking for somebody to be on his side with the whole Gina talks about work too much. Right, exactly. I mean, he's, I, I think he's put it in this terms before, right? The, the term of uh, calling it snafus. I think that's what he told his friend when they were playing Ultimate Frisbee before. Uh, yeah, some snafus, they, like the social aspect is down, but some other stuff needs to happen here. Mm-hmm. And you are totally right. Like, he wanted validation. That val the validation that Gina needed to kind of pivot a bit and, and kind of do things differently, which <laughs> which is really not the, the, the advice, the uh, just the input that he wanted. He was looking not super happy. No, this. his mom basically sided with Gina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the idea is that because uh, what he thought was going to happen was because now his mom travels and steps away and stuff. And so he was all optimistic about that. And then she you know, dropped the bombshell that, yeah... It wasn't like that for the first few years. No, you really got to dedicate yourself at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cue unhappy face. Because that is, that is really uh, a sticking point for old Clint here is, is the, uh, I guess, the, that he views her as being a workaholic. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to get the business off the ground, so it is going to take a lot of man hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just signed a commercial lease. She yeah. got all her all her women up in there. She's doing hair. They're doing hair. Uh, all I mean, it's it takes a lot to build a business, and so that is unfortunate. I was happy to see that he decided to visit the salon, though. Mm-hmm. He made some weird jokes, but 
Well, he he always does. He talked about the hair bowl being a bidet. Which, how close did that actually look to you? Is that a fair comparison? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, man. He definitely has some similarities with Mitch. <laughs> Which, I, well, I didn't think that we were going to get an, another one so soon. I mean, he's sort of, in some ways, he's the anti-Mitch because he he does live a very uh wealthy lifestyle it appears to to some extent yeah I would say so with his so multiple he, yachts and he, everything he, well no they're not yachts they're okay. sailboats okay <laughs> let's not go let's not go too crazy here um yeah he's like uh capitalist Mitch yeah it's a yep. good, that's a good term Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you thought it went well overall. Yeah, I mean, she seemed to appreciate him making an effort to see her life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though he remains concerned. Like, mm, I don't know. She works so much. Uh, I can't take it. Hopefully he will learn and grow there. I guess time will tell. So the next thing was kind of the experts-driven line of questioning we see each season. Yeah, we always got to have, around this time, everyone gets their unique, personally tailored questions to draw out just the stuff that's underneath the surface and really grow these connections. So, yeah. So one of the questions was, was what brings you joy and gina says quality time with people she loves traveling and decompressing glenn says friends family and food yeah nothing too shocking i mean i was a little suspicious since he paused so long thinking that perhaps he was meaning something else but he, he said food there. <laughs> I think the editors had some fun with that. <laughs> yeah, probably. What did you think about the end portion of that? Oh, where Clint said he got a girl pregnant? Mm-hmm. That was surprising. Um, but I, I guess she had ended up having a miscarriage. But he did want the child, so he was devastated. Mm-hmm. I was actually a little surprised at first here. Well, not at first. I was surprised at where it went because given his sort of playboy nature and all of this, my initial thought was like, oh, this just happened in one of his, I mean, didn't, didn't he say something to the effect that he couldn't even count the amount of partners he had, something like that? Oh, I forgot. I, yeah, it was like 46, wasn't I, it? Yeah, I can't remember because Eris and Clint were both similar, but I thought one of them gave a number. It was Clint. Clint did give a number? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had so, forgotten about that now. So that was that was pretty high, um, but it actually wasn't in one of his many uh, – one night stands it was actually it seems like he was actually in a relationship with this woman and 
yeah, it was pretty, pretty devastating when, when that all happened. So that's kind of a, a different side of, of Clint. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. How do you think she responded to that? Um, I, I don't remember anything one way or the other with mm-hmm. how she responded. Okay. Like, I don't think it was a negative well, hopefully Reaction. not. Their their marriage is already on such tenuous footing. Can't have too much go on, but she did say she was worried about getting to decision day, though. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound super hopeful to me. Yeah, well, this this season isn't the most optimistic of seasons. Here, there's just a lot of. A lot of struggles. I think the rest of the episode went pretty well for them. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, just a a lot of bonding, bonding time. I mean, he did uh, attempt to teach her how to sail on, on one of his sailboats. Yeah, pulling all the ropes and steering. Yeah, I did wonder, though... If uh, they showed us his small sailboat and he has a bigger one, because that because that was a pretty small a pretty small mm-hmm. sailboat, and so I wonder if that was to make him seem more relatable. Perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? I, mean, I don't know much about sailboat sizes, but well, they it didn't can, look super big. There's a there's a a large range, of course, but um, yeah, I. I uh, I thought that that went pretty pretty well for him and them. I mean, this was definitely him, like for like driven by him uh, to to introduce her to this because you know he's what an eight eight generation sailor. His sailor's been like in his family for just hundreds of years, and so he's been. I think he said he's 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 been sailing since he was in the womb. Yeah, I've got to continue the tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also thought the bull riding viewing experience went well too. Mm-hmm. They seem they both seem to enjoy it. Yeah, that was a that was a whole a whole thing. Yeah, it's they a, were at Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, when the when the rodeo comes to town, you got to go to the rodeo. Yeah, didn't Clint say he he thought he could bull ride? Oh yeah, <laughs> which he is did. a bold statement to make. He did. Uh, he was uh, he was like, well, I mean, uh, I don't know, but no, no, I I could. And she did not share that opinion. <laughs> I'm not sure I do either. Also, they said they are rubbing off on each other like a romantic rash. Yeah, See, what a lovely way of expressing that. See, this is where, again, we go back to Mitch territory because Clint keeps saying these things where he's like, he's trying so hard to be romantic. I mean, go back to the he, the whole crumbs thing. The crusty bits. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah I always think crumbs, <laughs> but yeah, the crusty bits. Like, I, I There has to be a better way of expressing that. Right. I get the sentiment. But perhaps the 
the vocabulary and the metaphors need to change a little bit because i i think that she takes that in good humor but at the same time it probably is a bit annoying so i i yeah (laughs) anything else on them before we move on uh not really well let's do kirsten and shaquille then Okay, the first episode where they get more than one and a half minutes worth of of screen time. Well, I think we're beginning to see why they have gotten so little screen time. Okay, so first of all, how dare you? (laughs) That is very mean. Well, the first thing we see is Kirsten chatting with her friend, Elise, I think. And she is waiting for Shaquille's work schedule to normalize because i guess he spends a lot of time on campus late into the night well right so he's i forget his title but he is like he's the director of i don't know if it's student services or like there's something is he's heavily involved with with the students and so apparently he's been off hosting events for the university Till all hours of the night, which uh, I mean, maybe find somebody else to take over those responsibilities during the eight weeks you're married. Uh, yes, exactly. Because like she's like trying to wait up for him and can't even stay awake because yeah. he's gone so late. But she's yeah. trying to give grace. Yeah, I. Part of the problem I feel like for them is that Shaq seems like he's just off in his own little world like all the time. And so I don't even know that he realizes a lot of these things because he's just, he's like, he's such a happy guy. He's just like, (laughs) going through life and not even realizing how what he does affects her and other people. It seems like, he has a similar work-life balance issue like Gina. Yeah, to to degree for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Well. So then they also have the ex- expert questions about being in love before. I think she said she has been in love, but she's now closed off. Her guard is still up, which we can see mm-hmm. during these episodes. Yep. Yeah. So both of them have been in love before, and because isn't Kirsten the one who was recently engaged, or was that Jasmine? Um, that doesn't sound familiar. I don't remember. Okay. Well, one of them just got out of like a long-term relationship. I think that was Kirsten. I think she said later, like for four years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's going to take quality time, just lots of quality time to make yeah. her fall in love with him. But he made the distinction, it'll just take time, not necessarily quality time, which, okay, but like you kind of need to spend time with your spouse. 
So I think I guess he was trying to say like even if they're apart, they can still like grow together. Or... Maybe I I don't know with this man. I don't know what's going on in his brain. He I also really says don't. he needs to make himself happy, so he needs his gym and friend time, which says more time spent apart. Yeah, it just it just seems like he's still way too independent. Like obviously you want to be your own person, but this this is a very specific process. It's I feel like these couples need to almost drop as much as you can out of your normal routine for the eight weeks if you want any hope of this working. Right. I mean you do. That is that is true. Um it can be very difficult to do so, I'm sure, uh, especially since don't they have pretty limited time with filming anyways for extracurriculars and, and stuff like that? So like, that's what yeah, because they film a lot of hours of the day, even though we only see just a tiny portion. Right. So uh, you're already at a deficit uh as is and so i don't know it's it's tough for me to have optimism given shack's current sort of mental posture i guess yeah we also see his mentees visiting their apartment so they can meet kirsten Mm -hmm. yeah how do you think that went i think before we get to the whole job thing, the thing that stood out the most was they were hoping he wouldn't get matched with someone ugly. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that was that was one uh, one student in particular. Yeah, to be to be totally honest with you, I was just hoping he wouldn't get matched with someone ugly. <laughs> yeah, which all... I mean, has there ever been an actual like ugly person on the I show? I mean, beauty is subjective. I mean, I don't. I haven't found every single guy over the seasons attractive, but not ugly. I would say. Okay. Well, you haven't just thought all of the guys all the seasons have been super hot. No, can't say I have. Wow. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I'm not married to them. Well, m- most of these women aren't either oh, well. anymore. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Let's talk about the job. Yeah, he was offered a job out of state, but declined it, and apparently never talked with Kirsten about it. I couldn't tell if this was the first time she was hearing about the job, or if they had discussed previously that he turned it down. It seemed like this was the first time she was hearing of it. Which is terrible. Yes, if that if that is true, that that is... That is very ridiculous. I mean, it, uh, I guess it would have been a big step up for him. Yeah, it would have uh, helped his career. But, yeah, didn't. So he just he got it. He got the offer and turned it down without talking to her at all. That is wild. Like, <laughs> this is your spouse. How do you not even mention it? I I don't I don't know and this is where I yet again go back to the fact like I don't really think that 
he's acting like he's married and i think that is we'll, we'll we'll get to this as we go because the the struggles continue but i feel like he uses her as an excuse a lot of the time when a lot of their difficulty comes from the fact that he just doesn't really act like he's married like again like in thinking in these contexts like oh i'm just gonna and i don't know right how difficult it would be to get somebody to like take over those events or what what have you like i don't know but with how he's been acting and then stuff like this where he doesn't even mention it to her it's like you gotta you're married you need to actually act like it and so he talks a big game about all the things he he wants and how like her being closed down is really difficult for him in the relationship but doesn't really seem to take a whole lot of steps himself well what i found confusing was he claimed i want to like grow the marriage and get settled here in nashville by turning down the job but then spends all his time away from her where he can't get to know her so those two things don't match up to me yeah it just ends up being conflicting priorities i guess and at this point, she does not seem like his top priority, to be sure. No. I mean, she claims she appreciates him, I guess, turning it down and staying, but that's, the whole thing is just weird. Yeah, because I mean, they did talk before about just the fact that he might get job offers and stuff like that, but to actually have it happen and just... <laughs> going through life no need to talk about this very strange but uh let's let's go to the the greenhouse this was one of my favorite scenes of the episode <laughs> this was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> because first of all as we've been talking about like i'm, I'm I'm struggling. I really, I'm struggling so hard because, right, again, he talks about all these things and he's like, oh, I want to, I want to give her quality time like she wants and then takes her on this journey of his quality time. Yes, this is his passion because he loves gardening and yard work. Mm -hmm. Right, because, and not everybody's definition of quality time is is the same and so the just the fact that he's like oh this will solve all our problems and doesn't even ask like what she considers to be quality time and maybe he has at some point i don't know but like this is an odd uh, choice yeah it's like you're not going to make the strides you need to in your relationship and this is just general relationships i think you're not going to do that by exclusively doing the things that are important to you mm -hmm. because as we can see uh they do not feel the same way about plants no they disagree on every single plant that got picked up i think except the last one well so the the idea right was the quality time through picking out a sort of a marriage plant 
that will represent us growing. <laughs> right. And so they are just polar opposites. Anything that excites him about plants just totally turns her off. Whether it's the, the specifically the type the actual type of plant, whether it's the fact that he names his plants, just all of that I mean, is a massive turnoff. Even her. the one type of plant they did agree on, one of them wanted bigger leaves, the other wanted smaller leaves. <laughs> well, yeah, so they're going through, and so they finally, he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, like we can we can go with this one. Uh, and there's this whole thing about he wanted it to be multicolored, I guess, and she was like, but look, the leaves have two different colors. And so he's like, oh, okay. And then she said, something because they were he was trying to like because you gotta once you settle on the plant you want you need to then pick the specific plant because not all plants are the same and so he's like comparing these he's like oh i like i like this one he's like oh oh why and she's like oh because because it has has bigger leaves and he's like oh that that's that's why i like this one because it has smaller leaves (laughs) just completely this this whole thing this whole greenhouse scene really just summed up their whole marriage to me yeah they're just not on the same page whatsoever no i mean absolutely hilarious i mean i i burst out laughing at it because the way so funny the way he phrased it too was just so ridiculous oh (laughs) man so later we see Shaquille coming home and we find Kirsten has set up a whole spa station for him with robes, a foot bath, an eye mask, a back massager. What what does a foot bath even do? Like is uh, it just to like soften your skin so you can exfoliate or something? Like I, I'm not bougie enough for I'm not sure. I've never used one of those. It looks like it like the water was like churning a bit, so Yeah, and she did uh, throw some what I assume were like Epsom salt or something in there so I don't I don't know Maybe um, a relaxation thing but she's trying to you know she's trying to really serve him and connect with him you know she pulls out a, a back massager and massages his back with it I mean even even uh even had blindfolds Yep, they both had them. Mm-hmm. He talks about his insecurity issues because of the scar on his forehead and going bald, which I didn't know till this point that he had like been going bald. I assumed he had just shaved because he wanted to. So uh, a couple of things. One, this this is all in response to, again, the, the expert questions that they have yeah. given them, um, which the question is... Uh, basically telling telling the other something you don't know about them or they they don't know about you rather um and that's when he launched into that that whole thing i mean most most men don't just shave their heads for kicks and giggles most uh most are are going bald and so choose that path as a way to not look ridiculous. I see. I didn't think he was that old, though. Well, he was. He was talking about how he was going. Ba- he was going bald in his twenties. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, he's obviously much older now. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's uh, insecure about a lot of things. And so he shares that with her. Uh, how romantic. So now it's her turn. He wants to know something about her. And she says, oh, there's lots you don't know. But and then, then yeah. can't come up with a single thing. She says, there's not too much more to know about me. Which is kind of the opposite of what she just said, that there's lots he doesn't know about her. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a backpedal for sure. I mean, I think that he, so <laughs> that's part of the problem here. I don't think he's he's totally wrong in that. I do think she has a really difficult time actually opening up and being vulnerable and like committing to doing that. I think that that is legitimately really difficult for her. Um, and so I do think it's true that there are a lot of things he doesn't know about her, but it's I think the backpedal was because she doesn't feel comfortable enough to like go there. Maybe on especially on camera too. Right. And and even potentially like knowing that there are those things and then being able to come up with them on the spot when you're so closed down already that's also another difficulty but mm -hmm. he was not particularly happy about this no he says this is a brick wall uh, yeah and then did you notice as they went to commercial break the song lyrics that played yeah, of course <laughs> silence is the loudest sound <laughs> that just say something yeah just so everyone knows that that was not even remotely the tune to it. I don't even remember the tune, but yeah, it, it was like song says your silence says the loudest thing. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was very appropriate. Uh, yeah, they just they struggle so much. I mean, Jack isn't very confident about the relationship, like all this stuff, like Yeah, they're just not they're not progressing. No. They're not. Which is sad. They had so much potential at the beginning. I know. They. I just feel like in different ways, neither of them are being able to fully commit themselves to the process. Yeah, which is the one thing you have to do during right. this experiment. Yeah, and so I just, I feel like for Shaq, he can't kind of, rein in the the insecurities he has and just the the airheadedness to a degree like he's not he's incredibly smart man and all of this but like when it comes to actually understanding what he needs to do he's kind of an airhead in my opinion you know just being out doing all this stuff and then I, do you not agree no that's true yeah <laughs> right and then, yeah but then for her like not being able to let go of some of these barriers that are preventing her from connecting on a deeper, more emotional level. And they're both just in opposite rooms 
like not accomplishing anything. I also wonder if there's a dynamic similar to The Bachelor where you know pretty early on whether you like someone. And so a lot of these couples kind of check out early. Mm. Which is so, what I think has happened to a lot of the people this season. So when it comes to Shaq and Kirsten, do you think do you think that came more from her side or him his side? Because I know she did have the objections early on. I think yeah, I think definitely she was driving that at the beginning, and then he probably reacted to that because she's not interested. He's kind of pulling back, spending all his time away. Oh boy. What what a great time. I mean, I I I think you may be onto something there. Uh it's I, I'm sure it's it's not the most unnatural thing to like make make a judgment like that or have something happen where it's just like, "No, I just mm, no, I don't ever, like, I don't see this going anywhere. But I need to fulfill my contract. And so I'll just... Stick it out. Stick it out and try. Sort of, but not really. Who knows? Who would you like to do next? Oh, boy. I guess let's go through Jasmine and Eris, because that should be pretty quick. Yep, he has COVID. So they probably lost a bunch of filming time. Mm-hmm. So I guess Jasmine was helping to take care of him. And I guess I missed this when it aired, but people on Twitter were saying he rated her, like, caretaker skills like a 7 out of 10. I didn't see that. People were saying he rated her, and it wasn't like a 10 out of 10 or whatever. <laughs> huh. I, I, didn't, I did not hear that. I didn't either, so... I don't know. No. Maybe he uh, maybe he posted about it on social media afterwards. No, <laughs> I don't think they're allowed to say anything. No. Um, it was also very uh, j- just weird because so it's like ah oh. right oven with the with the diary cam. Your boy's got COVID. Oh. And then oh Jasmine's gonna you know make him some soup and try to care for him. And then like. Next commercial break. He's back. Yeah, I guess they probably lost a week or so. Yep. Mm-hmm. They head to a pet spa. I guess when you're in an apartment, there's nowhere to really wash the dog unless you do it, like, in the bathtub. So they went to, like, a place you could actually, like, do it. Yep. Yeah, because uh, he... He wanted to help Jasmine like she helped him. And even though he hates dogs, he decided to try to help her give mommy dog a bath. Yeah, I mean, she rated his washing skills six and a half out of ten. There's so much rating going on in the show. Yeah, that's, that's not, <laughs> Stop this. That's not good. That is really... <laughs> not not a good a good thing Mm-mm. no i do like that he he at least tried to enter her world a little bit there yeah that's a good gesture Mm-hmm. we just yeah then 
the rest of the episode is not great for them. <laughs> to say the least. So expert questions, what would it take to fall in love? She's been in love three times. He, of course, we already know, has not. Nope, though he did guess, right, that she'd been in love five times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I, what did you make of this whole conversation? So he basically is closed off because he got hurt. He said the male ego is so small. <laughs> uh, his male ego? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, what, you're going to try to attribute that to you know, three and a half billion people. <laughs> I know, spending the whole next decade closed I, off. I, I know, right? Because it wasn't even, wasn't it a pretty short-term relationship and he, like, he got ghosted or something? Like, it really... Yeah. Like, I don't want to say that he should not have felt bad about that, but, like... Ten years later? <laughs> yeah, I can, like, I can... <laughs> More easily imagine, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone for 10 years or, like, you've been married to someone for 10 years and they just divorce you with no warning or just, like, one morning you wake up and they're not there and they've just disappeared. Yeah, that would be very traumatic for the long term. But unless there's more to that story than we know, like, that... Seems like it should not have had that that impact. So for some reason, they decide to play Never Have I Ever. Yeah, see, I just... <sighs> like, this is not <laughs> a good idea. Because, and I don't know who like who gave them the prompts if these were just like random never have i ever prompts whether these were given to them by production like i don't know it wouldn't surprise me if eris came up with these on his own right considering but, the content of it right and so that's what i'm saying is he he needs to like have a come to jesus moment <laughs> because i i don't know how he is so completely tone deaf to jasmine and her personality and what she actually needs he's a sexual person with no boundaries apparently yeah i just it it just i mean the first one was has she ever kissed a girl um she said she hasn't the orgies comes up because apparently he's been to multiple orgies well yeah i guess the the question was never never well it's not really a question it's never have i ever done blank and the thing was never have i ever had a threesome i guess and of course she because right and that's see that's the other thing that's so stupid to me is there there's no common ground here like at all you know he's so hypersexualized and like has had all this experience which you know that's how he's operated and 
she has no like she is very much not lived in that way and there's no there's no meeting in the middle here and so it just it strikes me as very uh just straight up dumb to continue doing things like this so like especially if he came up with these questions like shame on you be not not really because of like all the orgies you've been to but like (laughs) specifically because this is a terrible way to try to make a connection with someone so if you're like sure play never have you can play that in so many different ways you mean never have i ever uh given a dog a bath like it could be literally anything and so to keep hammering home and again maybe this is production's fault but to keep just going on that thread when she's clearly so uncomfortable with that because she's not just uh, she like doesn't vomit her sexuality out on everybody all the time and so you need to operate in a different way i feel like he should have known based on the what's your favorite sexual position question well he should he should have known because of their entire relationship and so I I just, it, it makes me a bit upset because I, she's just always so uncomfortable because like she does want to have a physical relationship with him and he spends all this time like, oh, I'm such a sexual person and I mean, I've been to 15 orgies and yada yada. And then he refuses to do anything with her that, specifically. See, that's another thing. That doesn't make any sense. Right, but then keeps rubbing it in her face that he's this sexual person. That's just that's just terrible. Yeah. He I also don't admits like he that. is he also admits he has cheated. Yeah, that and was then, like that that's way worse to me than the orgies. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. The orgies are consensual at least. And everyone's like okay with it. Yeah, hopefully they're consensual orgies. But also I didn't appreciate how he was like, man, you sound boring just because she hasn't done all this like sexually explicit stuff. Yeah. Like cheating, that's not a, not cheating right, is not a boring <laughs> thing. That's just being a good person. Yeah. I uh, Just, man. this is some trashy behavior in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, especially, especially given how uncomfortable she is with it. Because if like if she, if she's like, oh well, yeah, let's let our freak flag fly, like let's go to orgies, like whatever. But you have to be on that same page. So on at Jasmine was on after party, and of course they asked her about this. She she said she needs him to like pull back a little, but she's okay with her husband like teaching her some things. I guess based on you know all his past sexual exploits. She said his past isn't a turn off. She was just shocked to hear like all of that and then she did say she feels a little like a hermit crab when he called her boring she also says they probably should not have played never have i ever yeah no no crap (laughs) yeah but and see like that's that's a fairly normal response like it's not that like again the issue is not so much with his sexual history and that he's had that sexual history is the just constantly rubbing it in her face and almost like trying to make her feel bad about 
about it. Yeah, and, shaming her for not having done the same things. Yeah, like from yeah in that from that perspective, like oh, you haven't done anything, so you're boring and all of that. But then also on the other side, of like I'm the super sexual person, and I've done 500 million different unique sexual things, but you're so boring, I won't even touch you. And that can't make her feel good. No, it does not. I just, uh, and then I don't know if this is a thing for her, but I can't imagine you go through the pageant scene for years and years and totally escape without some like emotional or mental scarring as well. Oh, for sure. With, uh, with such an emphasis on like, external beauty and and things like that so i'm sure it's a i mean it's a, it's at least a double whammy for her if not a triple or quadruple whammy here with what she's dealing with you know because it's like like i have like objective proof that i'm super hot yeah and you don't need you don't want you don't want to be near me i don't she, at this point she still doesn't know why i don't think let's move on before I get too angry, okay? <laughs> yes, Nicole and Chris are our last couple. Uh-huh. We see the dogs rolling around in the bed, the opening shot. <laughs> yep, they love their dogs. This was another moment for me at the beginning of this uh, with Chris's ITMs that I just... Maybe do something else. Because he opens this talking about you know, he booked a couple's massage for them and, you know, it's been like eight or ten years since the last one that I, I had a couple's massage with my toxic ex. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if production is the one booking these things and they, they don't even have a choice. I mean, I wouldn't at all be surprised, but at the same time, it's like if if this has anything to do with you... You need to feel bad about that. <laughs> like do do something else, you know. Do something that the other person would enjoy, too. Like, and I know, like, she seemed like she she was fine with it, and enjoyed it. But it's like so much of this happens where it's like, oh, we we should do this thing because I love it. It's like maybe have a conversation with your spouse and be like, so. What things do you really do you really like, and then book that? Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, they both yeah. seem to enjoy the couple's massage. Yeah, there's a whole. They get to chat with the masseuses a bit, which it's just a little bit awkward to like watch that. Yes, and like the ponytail guy and like all this stuff. Um, yeah, watching somebody else get massaged is weird. Yeah. Who knows? They might have had an orgy. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. And, you know, they get to have a little bit of, of connection. What did you think about uh, Nicole's comments on love languages? I thought it was interesting how fast that's changed for her because she said physical touch used to be like the bottom of her list and now it's the top. Well, because he's he's such a babe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's uh he's just he's so hot. I guess so. <laughs> um. Yeah. Because uh, I guess what she was saying was when in previous relationships it was at the at the bottom, and now she really likes it now that she's married to Chris. So things are going well, I guess. Mm-hmm. We next see them at a restaurant, which I don't think some... it was an, a restaurant. I think it was like some sort of tea house or something, maybe. I guess. I mean, the the drinks looked really weird. There was some sort of like, the only thing I could think to equate it to was like a titration system in a chemistry lab with like stuff dripping out into the, you know, the, the glass yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. We should figure uh-huh. that out and then go there and drink weird drinks ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so then they talk about love. And there's the whole, we've seen this before in other seasons, like who's going to say I love you first? I don't want to say it because the other person's not ready and I don't want to look bad and all the mental gymnastics. Yeah, and specifically, Nicole wants Chris to say I love you first. Yes, and he can tell she and wants him want to say to. it first. <laughs> <laughs> and very specifically doesn't want to. It's so weird to play games with your spouse like that. Yeah, he's just he's he's hesitant because he does he wants it to be organic and all this. He's just like, oh my goodness. Ugh, just somebody say it. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be I feel like one of two or three things that might take them down. The I, the I love you thing, the extended individual apartments, and then one TBD thing. That's my opinion. Yeah, they're, they're a little shaky. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they will fail. I'm just saying... There are some things here that, despite the rosy outlook for the majority of the time, there are some things that could kind of drag him down when it comes to decision day. So, yeah. Did you did you think he get, did a good job with his buzz cut? Um, I guess. I mean, I didn't notice a ton of difference between that and what it was before. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Wow, I thought it was a little, a little sus, in terms of the evenness of it. But it was also a self buzz cut, so yeah, it's a home job. I I, mean. I, I understand that. Um, and they go from that buzz cut to them wanting to look good for each other. Yeah, they talk about eating healthy and working out. I guess he has had body issues or body insecurities in the past. But she says she is attracted to him as is. Wow. So revolutionary. And then (laughs) Chris decides to like take matters into his own hands and make sure, you know, stuff doesn't come out later and he gets in trouble for not having said something. (laughs) And we get like a flashback to, I guess, the honeymoon where they ask in the little ITM, like, what do you think about her? Uh-huh, and yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he says, 
like, oh, she has beautiful smile, beautiful eyes. She's a little thicker than I usually go for. <sighs> I just, you just keep that part to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I... good can come from saying that out loud, especially when you're being filmed. No, I mean, it, it, it uh, is maybe less impact than saying it in front of everybody. Yes, at least <laughs> it was in private. <laughs> uh, but still, yeah, he really wanted to get ahead of that. I mean, it's a good thing to get ahead of it. I also don't think they showed us that back then. Like, I don't remember hearing that little thicker comment before. Uh, I feel like it slightly rings a bell. So we might we might have seen that. I mean, maybe well, they maybe they kept it as a little little nugget, but uh well, how did she respond to this? Well, she said it's a little jarring that could be perceived as insulting. Mhm. Cuz he tries to be like, well, thick is athletic, it's not a bad thing. And also, she's called herself thick before. Yes, but she kind but of points different. out, yeah, it's not the same. Look, I can point out my flaws. You can't. But it's not <laughs> even a flaw. Like, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like thick isn't even necessarily the right word. Like, she just has a built upper body. She's, like, just strong. Yeah, I also... She could probably break him in half. <laughs> People on Twitter also pointed out that, like, in the black community, you say you're thick, that's a good thing. Well, so it's the, the difference is in the white community, it's T-H-I-C-K, whereas in the black community, it's T-H-I-C-C, right? Yes. Thick. And I also, maybe the difference is thicker. Well, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a little different from saying she's thick, like in a good way, so. Right. It was, it was a, a comparison yeah. Not an observation. The, the ER didn't yeah. help. Mm -hmm. So she also mentions having body dysmorphia and comparing herself to fitness influencers. So she said, I'll always be a little thicker. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying thicker, say strong, sexy, or <laughs> badass. <laughs> a lesson learned for him. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, it's just one it's one of those things like and I, I feel like he probably made it a lot more awkward than it had to be yes he made it a bigger thing because i think he was afraid he saw what happened to clint and was like let me let me get out in front of this yeah i just feel like if he had approached it more like more like nonchalantly or like more chill or confident with himself like hey i just want you to know like back during the honeymoon they were asking me all these questions and i said you were thicker than what i normally date like just thought you should know so you don't get shocked when you watch the season back like versus so he was pretty hesitant and like there was like a heaviness to uh, what he was uh, saying yeah. <laughs> an ominous like like i'm telling you this recognizing that this could be the end of our marriage <laughs> because I said you were thicker. 
So also, like some men like thicker women. Like thicker isn't even bad. Right. It's just it's just all like anytime you get into terminology, dis- like describing people's physical features, especially especially when it has to do with like body build. That's a that's a very uh, it's it's just it's an area filled with just a very comprehensive minefield because because so many people feel uh, I mean a bunch of different ways about themselves and so it's just not necessarily the best idea to be making comparisons especially with like a new relationship like this where you don't have that trust absolutely or or any context for who she is or what she's gone through at that point versus like later on you know maybe that comes up in their conversations like yeah i kind of have issues with how i view myself and like sometimes thinking thinking that you know i'm not as skinny as I should be and like that makes me feel kind of bad because I just have a skeleton that's a certain size and I can't do anything about that but what's she gonna do will it end their marriage I don't think so (laughs) no I think I I think they've gotten past it I think they'll be okay probably but a lesson learned for sure <laughs> yeah it's just it's one of those areas because some people really really lean into whatever their body type is whether that's skinny or like yeah i'm i'm thick like i am who i am and some people really struggle with that and you're not necessarily gonna know that unless you actually know the person so let that be a lesson to everyone. Be careful when it comes to comparing people's bodies. Yeah, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what a great note to end on. Yep, that was that was everything. Yeah. And just like Nicole, I'm the only one who can call me thick. Nobody else. <laughs> Okay, that is my term and my term alone for myself. Uh, let's let's go to Dom and Mac. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're divorced Donzo. and not friends. Very specifically. So. No chance. Mm-hmm. Well, are you looking forward to next week? I think we'll actually get a little bit of a like a. Uh, couples interactions like i think they're gonna bring them together right because it'll be the one month anniversary yep looks interesting that could be interesting i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of feet put in mouths as these people say ridiculous things and then get smacked around for them it's always great when they have group dinners those are my favorite scenes Mm -hmm. it's like so how have you been dealing with this I was, I was hoping I, nobody would ask that question. <laughs> no, we still haven't been intimate. We still can't touch each other because the butt isn't big enough. 
And the head is too bald. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, as just one last thing, that does ha- have to be tough in their relationship. The fact that, and I'm sure that this very likely could be something that has turned Shaq off of the relationship. The fact that she reacted so sort of violently to his bald head when he we like we know we know now but like i could have told you like probably 90 95 percent chance he feels sub like self-conscious about that like guys typically don't enjoy losing their hair or being bald some guy like you learn to oh I, i'm bald now that's what i deal with or like you fight for a long time to try to hold as many follicles as you can but that can be kind of a traumatic thing at some level for for men and to have her just be like, oh, bald. I specifically asked for hair. <laughs> I'm sure with his deep insecurities that that was not the best thing for their relationship and the start of their relationship in particular. But what's she going to do? Just say no at decision day. Well, Christy, do you have any hope or optimism for any of these couples beyond Chris and Nicole? Not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Week after week, same verdict. <sighs> the rest of them don't seem to like each other. Well... I mean, maybe a slight bit with Clint and Gina, yeah, Clint, but... Clint, I, feel like, I feel like at this point, my second amount of hope is reserved for Clint and Gina because despite their their multitude of problems i feel like they do actually legitimately like each other to a degree which is very important for this process i'm not as convinced that jasmine and eris like each other i'm not as convinced that kirsten and Shaq like each other so yeah i guess we'll we'll see come decision day but uh, pretty much three no's and a yes at this point across the board for group dates and hot takes. <laughs> <laughs>